Podcast. Hey, hey, this is the Blockade Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Freebus, a.k.a. Shut Your Trap. Joining me as always, halfway across the world, Jared Morgan. Oh, hello there. How are you going, everybody? Yeah, so we're we're uh, we're going well. We think we're trying something a little new this go around. Um, those of you watching on YouTube, you're going, hey, how come I didn't get a live notification of the podcast this time around? And that's because we're recording live on Twitch this time. Trying that. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. I think. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we, we, we don't so know. Fun. Everybody keeps on telling us. Guys, if you're going to do this, you got to do it on Twitch. And I was like, but nobody podcasts on Twitch. As a matter of fact, there's even not even a tag. A category. Yeah. <laughs> so and We're going to make one. <laughs> we're going to make our own. <laughs> well, I, I tried it. It wouldn't let me. It only lets you do the pre-selected ones. Uh, yeah, you know, that's how that goes. Um, but anyway, we're, we're trying to do something new, trying to make it so that it's uh, maybe a little more interactive. Um, also, it makes it easier if you guys want to throw a donation our way i think i don't know uh, that's good <laughs> I, I haven't i haven't actually figured that part out yet i've been looking um it might be one of those things where you have to first have x number of subscribers but anyway oh, okay well we'll look into it yeah you know uh the point is i am going to now be also doing the challenge videos on twitch and doing the commentary live while recording them, because I figured out how to put the phone into Twitch. So follow, awesome. yeah, follow follow the channel. Um, for those listening via podcast, it's uh, on Twitch. It's blockade underscore pinball. That's what the channel is. And there's where the live videos will happen. And then I'll go ahead and port everything over to our YouTube channel also because. I guess redundancy. <laughs> yeah, and also I'm not sure how I get videos off Twitch and and rip them. I think I think my little bit of software I've got will actually use Twitch, um, but I'll have to check. That's okay, Jared. I'm I'm just recording directly onto my hard drive right now. So, <laughs> oh, you get a right. So you actually get like a uh, an offline file. Yes, offline file, and then, hey, you know what I can do? I can even set a premiere, like I've been doing for all the other videos on YouTube. And True. You know, so, I don't know. It, it, it might be a best of both worlds. It might be a royal pain in the butt, but we're trying. That's the point. We're trying. You've got to give things a go. Just as I silence my phone so it doesn't ding-a-ling. <laughs> ding-a-ling. It does ding-a-ling quite a bit. Yes. Um, so what, what's been going on with you, Jared? What's this past week uh, had in the store? This past week, I on the work front, I have been doing lots of technical writing. Actually, doing writing, not doing planning and other sort of stuff that I've been doing for the last sort of year. So it's been nice to actually get back into doing words, words and stuff. Yes, words um, and stuff can be fun. It, it can be fun, yes. But um, on the home front, um, I spent a little bit of time last week just getting Star Race, just just double double checking that everything seems to be working well on it, because in about a week's time it will be delivered to the Brisbane Pinball and Arcade Collective's um, shed that they've got at our showgrounds in Brisbane, and being prepared to get played hopefully a lot over the <laughs> over get, the ten days of the exhibition. <laughs> Hammered on and lots of money in the coin box, please. Um, so, 
uh, that hopefully, I just really hope the thing holds up for 10 days. If it dies on the, on the 10th day, it like catastrophically dies, I'll be happy. <laughs> you'll, you'll count that as a victory that'll last that long. That's a, that's a win for me. And I think, you know, the board is in pretty good shape. I worked out why it was doing weird lighting things, and you won't believe what the, the, what the suspected fault is. All right, do on tell. That I found. I have a feeling the reason why I was getting strange lights and stuff going on it was actually the dip switches the, so the dip the, switches the, on the, the board the operator settings dip switches yeah the, yep that's right so i changed some of the features in the game um and uh was wiggling them around and like you know, switching it from three balls to five balls and like changing the pricing uh, and stuff like that i'll go into the reasons why in a minute but what i was finding was that's when we had the weirdness happening so what I did is I just got a bit of contact cleaner, squirted it into the dip switch packages on the board and just gave them a bit of a flick, like just flicked them about 10 or 20 times on and off. And the problem went away. Well, and that's, that's what a nice I, cheap solution. <laughs> for, for now. Now, the thing that is, the, the question I have is that um, I have, what I've done is I have drawn a, a, a key line on the board and the connector so and what I did is I, I tried this because I thought, uh, you know, if anything's going to go wrong, it's when I take the head off and then reconnect it at the venue. Um, so what I did is I tried doing that. I actually removed all the plugs from the back box that go to the play field and then reconnected them again. And um, I drew little lines so I could sort of match up where the connectors were going because the connectors at the moment, where they are in position, uh, are working well. So I figured, well why not mark them so that I can line everything up and and sort of like, because there's a bit of play either way. There's about two or three, or like two millimeters play each way on the connectors. So you can put them to the left or to the right a little bit. And they sort of, they're still contacting the pads, but they're contacting different parts of the pads. So at the moment, they're contacting parts of the pads that, that are good. So I want to mark that position and, and then uh, what I did is I disconnected them all, I reconnected them all, plugged it in, n no problems. Um, and the when I started changing dip switch, uh, switch settings for pricing and game features, uh, I noticed that I couldn't get 26, oh no, 25 credits maximum on the game, which is the highest amount of credits it will hold. And yeah, I was going, well, why is that? number, isn't it? 20, 25, yeah. Um, so it was stuck on about eight, and we wouldn't go higher than eight. I was going, well, why is that? So anyhow, there's there's two dip switch dip switches that control uh, pricing. So you can have eight, fifteen, twenty, and twenty five. I think are the are the options. So well, eight, eight, fifteen, and twenty five because you've got to have a spare one that that is uh, off because it's only like two switches. So that means you've got three combos. Uh, for the switches. So um, I was switching around and, and I had it all switched um, like one was off, one was on, and that was supposed to give me 25 credits maximum, but it was only giving me 15. And I was going, well, that means one of the switches is dodgy. So I thought, well, I've got to fix this because I can't just have 15 credits maximum on the game. Like the amount of players this is going to get in tournament. Like the tournament directors are going to be constantly going over to the thing and putting more credits. That's on what I was going to ask. Is that's what's going to happen? There's going to have to be somebody there that's constantly just going and basically opening the door and feeding credits. Yeah, for for the tournaments, that's exactly right. So 
you know, I wanted to make sure that I could put the maximum on there for them so it's not a pain. Um, oh, because so, this, this is actually uh, in other, any other circumstances just going to be a regular coin drop. It will be a regular coin drop, yeah. So okay. Um, okay. a regular coin drop, there's a coin mechanic that will accept dollar coins. And when it's not in tournament, it will be just on the floor and anyone can come and play it. Uh, but during tournaments, it will be like the usual on free play. But of course, these old machines, uh, particularly Gottlieb's, don't have a free play setting. No, no. That's what my uh, 8-Ball Deluxe doesn't. And so what they did was on the coin door, uh, the, the, one of the previous owners had uh, used, one of the, yeah, used one of the coin slots and put a little button there. So you know, da, 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 da. And then I figured, yeah. oh, shoot, what happens if I ever want to, you know... Uh, Put it yeah. on site. Yeah, yeah, put it on site. Well, not on site, but just, you know, out out in the neighborhood and saying, hey, who wants to plug a quarter? And then it was just a matter of, oh, you know, you just put a little piece of metal over there, tape it down, and Bob's yeah, nobody's, nobody's going to understand what is underneath that <laughs> under normal circumstances. You know, That's you, right. All you really have to do is just put a little out of order and, you know, you're good to go, right? <laughs> yeah, well, that's exactly right. But what I did is, so I, I worked out, so I'll finish that story first and I'll tell you the next story. So... I worked out that it was the switches that were dodgy, so I, I just really just flicked them back and well, on and off, on and off. It would have been felt like 20 times. And then I was able to get it to set to 25. And after that, see, when I was doing the setting before, like it was only going to, like it was supposed to be set to 25 credits, but it was really only showing 15. And I have a feeling that the dodginess, like the sort of subtle weird contact thing going on with the switch was causing everything to malfunction because it was essentially switching it on and off during the game, um, the pricing. And you're supposed to be adjusting dip switches with the power off. So it was introducing, I think, some strange logic issues on the board um, just through vibration. Okay, so that makes sense. After I've, yeah, I think. So I've ruled out the fact that, it's, that I suspected it was connectors. So I ruled that out by like disconnecting them, then reconnecting them, and the fault didn't come back so it doesn't seem to be that so the only thing i can assume is that it's got a bit of a it was a dodgy contact in the um the dip switches and ever since it's it's not been malfunctioning so fingers crossed it stays like that for the next 10 days when it's on site <laughs> one thing i do need to do though is go and get a bit of mild steel and from probably from our hardware store and just properly fix the on off switch the cabinet on off switch into place because it's just floating around inside the cabinet at the moment because I've ne not needed it. The power switch is literally right in front of the machine. Oh, um, okay. <clears throat> so I just need to get a bit of metal, drill it, and then fix it in place, and then I can I can put the power switch in line so you can reach on the machine and just turn it off and on. Oh, the difference um, uh, the differences between home use and public use. <laughs> public use. That's right. Exactly. It's weird. So the other thing I do because I'm nice is that I? Uh, there's three shoots in the the star race. There's a left, center, and right. And what I did is the center doesn't have any electronics on it. It's just a, a blank spot, which I blanked off with the, the little coin entries that I've got from Pinball Resource. But the, the left-hand side does have uh, capacity to hold a coin mech, and it does have the little switch. So what I've done is I've turned that, that coin entry into a tournament director switch. And what that means is anyone with the key can go in there and press the, 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 the little switch once and they'll get nine credits added at a time. So they can back out the machine by pressing it three times and then they can just walk away and, and go to the next machine and put more credits on. So it's just 
you know, they're going to have a lot of machines in the classic match play tournament, which I'm going to be a, a player in. So mainly because I'll be on site, and if there's anything wrong with the machine, <laughs> I can go and fix it. Jump in and uh, do the rescue. And it also, it's sort of like midway through the, the, the competition, so it'll be a good opportunity maybe to go and give the thing a clean and see how it looks. Um, so... Yeah, it, I'll be playing in it, so I just I don't want any hassle, and I want the tournament directors to be able to you know use it as as easily as possible for them because they're going to have to put credits on a lot of machines a lot of the time. Um, so it's it's nice if you can make it easy for them, and you know it's only got one coin making it anyhow, so it doesn't really matter that other shoots available may as well put it to good use, and it's good too because essentially it acts like a service button, a service credit button. And it means that I can look at – I'll be resetting all the bookkeeping before I put it onto the show because I want to see how much it takes and I want to see how many games it gets. Right. So I'm going to be doing a little experiment with it while it's on site to see how many plays it actually does get. And I want to see how many coins it drops through the coin mech and um, how many are actually put on service. So I want to keep those two bookkeeping items separate. Should be very interesting to, uh, to see what yeah. all that does. Did you – speaking of home use games – did you happen to hear Stern's announcement? Oh, yes, of Star Wars home use. Yeah. So it's like, really, you're bringing back the pin, which nobody really liked? With, no. Well, I mean, the Spider-Man. The Spider-Man was the last one they did as the pin. Right, um, which actually, they used, they, used the comic, they used the comic uh, uh, imagery, and that's what inspired the Vault Edition that then they, they put out. Mm. But it was yeah, like look, I, I, it, what, it was a what, pretty successful release, I think, for them. Like the pin version was, I think it got some sales, which is why they decided to do this other one. Well, here's what I don't understand: you're charging forty five hundred bucks for this. I was well just going to buy the pro. Right, the pro was five thousand. I mean, well, so I, I just I don't get it. Why? Other than maybe you don't have to go through a, a distributor, um, but that was that was the other thing that people were like, "Why are you telling distributors about this if this is supposed to be sold, you know, via Costco and Amazon?" Oh, is that what that's for? Like, it's all online. Oh yeah, sales. oh yeah. No, no, no. That's the intention. <clears throat> it's going to be sold uh, on Amazon and sold to the Costco dot com. Oh, okay. So you can. Go and get a pinball machine shipped to you, but you could do that with a distributor. Like they. Well, and the, and the other point is that these apparently the way they're constructed, the uh, the parts are. I don't want to say less likely to break, but they're uh, more friendly for servicing. I think. Okay. Is the it's idea done well? well? I think because there's less of them. Probably. Um, yeah. Yeah. I imagine. <laughs> because, you know, it's pretty cut down build. It looks like the Pro with a bit of stuff taken off it. Because <laughs> the Pro didn't have enough taken off of it already. Which is, which is saying something. Because <laughs> it's like, I think with the Pro, there was like three ramps. This one's only got the, the Death Star ramp and the right ramp. And and I think it has drop targets still, which would be a high precedent because pro, the the Pro barely has anything on it anyhow. So oh, it wouldn't, it doesn't have that little LCD screen above the um, the the TIE fighter targets either. I don't think it's just, no, no, I think you're lucky the... that it actually has a drop target bank and you should just be thankful that it does. <laughs> yeah. That, that's probably the most expensive thing on the bill of materials for the entire machine. I think, yeah, because I'm I pretty really sure it does know. have the big, uh, 
pretty sure it doesn't have the big like ramp that goes around the playfield, like the wire. Oh fall. no, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's just like a little fall off ramp that goes to the left of the playfield. Like it's, it's there's not a lot to it. I, I've had a lot of trouble actually seeing full playfield screenshots for it. So I'm going to need to hunt around for them because I'm just curious to see. Because oh, there was a, there, I mean, it's basically they introduced it at San Diego Comic Con, which is the this weekend happening right now. Um, mm. That's where it was introduced, and and the, the, I think a lot of people's reactions to it was because Stern had this countdown of oh we're announcing something big, and and everybody was getting excited, thinking oh they're going to announce new you know whatever the next Stern table is, and then it gets announced and it's this, and basically all the all the pinheads were like really. That was yeah. That was what you they, they and it would not only that it was a thirty second announcement video, but there was <laughs> but as as YouTube does, which I think is where it premiered, um, there was a two minute countdown video to the thirty second video. Oh well, really? Yeah, okay. well that's whenever I premiere any of our videos on YouTube, that's what it always does. It gives you a a, a two minute timer before the actual video lands. So basically, if I say that the video is coming at you know eight thirty in the morning, then it allows people to tune in at eight thirty two so you know they're not late and missing something, you know, if you will. Right, right. Um, I'm trying to hunt around for some some pictures while you're talking. Because I'm just curious to see just just show me a oh yeah. Oh wow. That wow. Exciting, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> you and you thought you thought the playfield on the pro was <laughs> was uh a little bit light on. That's that's incredible. Does it actually have? Oh, I really wish they just had. Oh, here it is. Hold on, hold on. And... I'm gonna I'm gonna do something new here, Jared. Uh, we're, we're... tell me where you're looking at this thing. Um, I'm looking at it on laughingplace.com. Laughing. So if you do it, yeah, it's the first one that came up. What you wanted? Something. No. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you sent me something on Twitter or on Skype that I'm like, hmm. Very interesting. Okay. Oh, that is that is a bug report from uh, <laughs> from the. Oh, it's got like a. It looks like a set of drop targets that that right. block the left ramp. So you shoot the drop targets down, and then you um, you can shoot the ramp. But it looks like there's no drop targets for the force um, things. So it, it, there's there's not a lot going on um, at all. But you know, this is this is how this works. Like the this type of pinball machine is. Look, if you're a fan of the franchise, it's got everything you want. It's got the classic lifesavers there. It's got um, all the like. It's, it's actually got metal ramps on it, which I'm quite surprised at. Um, but yeah, the force target. If you're familiar with um, uh, the the monsters pinball. They basically use the same target style in the monsters. Okay, so, folks, here, here's something new for our podcast to see if this works. Oh, look at this! Look what I can do. Okay, so this is uh, the pin. Yep. And if I scroll down a little bit, there we go. Give you an example of what you're actually looking at there. So, woo! That's a lot of open playfield. <laughs> that's that's a lot of open playfield. Yep, oh. and you know it's it's laid out very similar to the um, the full blown pro. Like I'm looking at it now, I'm going, ooh, what what one do I actually like more? <laughs> this or the pro? <laughs> yeah, uh... like, like 
Well, you look at it. There's a spinner. Like it's got a spinner there. It's yeah. got like a loop. Essentially, what they've done is they've changed the position of the pop bumpers, and it looks like you get. Do you get four pop bumpers in this game? It looks like you do. Like, yeah, I'm not that's sure. interesting. Um, oh, it's four yeah. unique multi. It's got a lot of stuff. Like it's four unique multi balls. Um, it's got all the complete missions in it. Um, it's got a. Uh, R2-D2 ball lock that allows you to steal your opponent's multi-ball. I know it has um, it, and I'm showing it here. It's the exact same translate that is on the Pro. Um, yeah. But if you look, giant speaker panels, itty-bitty screen. <laughs> yeah, teeny tiny screen. And that's better than the previous Pros, because the previous Pros were actually a alphanumeric right. display. Yeah, so they're giving you a video screen here. So that's that's a big deal. Like that's like from from a bill of materials perspective, that's that's kind of been like quote unquote cheap for them to do. Um, so that's pretty pretty decent. Of course, it does have the uh, the lovely plastic lockdown, and it doesn't have any. Um, uh, so it's got two steel ramps, obviously. A full size translator, as you mentioned. Yeah. The, no, no real coin door. It, there's a door, no. but it's not a. It doesn't accept coins, obviously. It's got color changing LED playfield lights, so it's actually got the same feature as a pro has, which is pretty neat. Um, and it's got auto launching, so it's got a dual launching system. So it's got the plunger plus auto launch, so, which I, I guess that's another thing that's uh, unique to it. Uh, that the other ones didn't have it. It has a real plunger. Yes, and it's a full-size playfield. So it, unlike yeah. the other um, the pins, I'm pretty sure the other pins were um, just a, like a, a special-size playfield. Like, oh, like three-quarter size or something? I think so, yeah. So think think like um, safecracker size. Okay. Um, so look, overall, I'm looking at this going, you know what? It's actually... It's not bad. <laughs> but for right. 500 bucks more, you could have the real deal. The pro. and But look at it. Like it's... Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I would almost... <laughs> this is ridiculous I'm saying this. <laughs> I, would, I would almost want to put that beside a pro and see which one is, is more fun to play. Like, mm, because... I think what they've done here is they've taken some lessons learned from the pro and the layout, and they've kind of made some improvements to the playfield. Well, we'll so, yeah, I mean, this is interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, okay. there you go. There you go. The, the Star Wars bin. Yeah. News. And, 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 and for the Costco. first time ever, we were actually able to show our audience what we were talking about. That's right. Yeah, it's a bit nifty. Mm, technology. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> maybe next time I'll be you know actually prepared though, and not have to do a search live on air. That's all right. <laughs> we, we just fill the gaps. It's fine. Fill the gaps. Um, yeah. Okay, so what I did this week—you're not going to believe it, Jared. Actual work on firepower. You did work, work on firepower. I did work, work. I uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, Went over to my friend's house. He's got a laser printer, which is what I needed to print up the decals uh, since I had scraped all of them off when I did my sanding. And since I decided, you know what? I'm not going to try and do any of the touch-up paint. It's just ridiculous. It's I'm going to make it look worse 
as an yeah, op- you know, it's like there's nothing worse than seeing a bad touch up job rather than just yes. seeing what the natural wear and tear is and the player's condition of the playthrough, the patina as you've called it in the past. Exactly, you know, I'm never going to get this thing looking show quality, so why even attempt? Because because there's a dog of a playfield to try and touch up. People do it. But they yeah. are masochists. You will, really. you know what you know what it reminds me of <laughs> if you've seen any of these like you know the memes of they'll show what a cake is supposed to look like and then they show what the person <laughs> made and they go yeah. nailed it that's exactly yeah. what I'm trying to avoid. <laughs> yeah, it, um, it really. Yeah. Well, also it's number two is how to draw an owl. Start with two circles. <laughs> start with start, and then draw a line and then three. Here's your completed owl picture. <laughs> Yeah, the steps to get from two to three, uh, long and arduous. Exactly. So, um, so, so, yeah. Anyway, so my buddy, I had the PDF file that had you know all the decals that I needed. So he went ahead and printed them out for me, and I've never applied decals in my life, so <laughs> that was a, a a new experience too, just learning how to to put them on, and. Uh, Put them on there. They went on relatively easy. They're, they weren't sized necessarily 100% what okay. they should have been. So, for instance, on the uh, on the play field, there's two, call it uh, bean inserts. That one says yeah, fire, the fire, one says and power. power. Yeah. And the, the black outline that went around it was a little bit uh, narrower than what the actual insert is. So okay. once I once I put the the decal down, uh, I wound up kind of getting a double black line, if you will. Oh, okay. which again, whatever. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much, it whatever. Way. It's better than some of the 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 text, the insert text over some of the things on Star Race. Um, I've got some that were missing altogether, but I, like I did my best to touch them up. Yeah, and. And look, you can read the text like it's there. And really, you don't even really notice it that much when you're playing. That's the thing. Like, when you're playing the game, you you don't really notice it. Like, I, well, I don't once there's lights the going that... on and, yeah, you know, then you're, there's a lot that you'll forgive. Yeah. Um, I mean, for instance, you won't, like... You won't forgive it not working right, but you will forgive a few little bits and pieces on the play field. Right. And, and, and one of those things were that I wasn't sure of... so. Obviously, I had already uh, put clear coat down. I mean, that was the whole point was that you have to have a layer of clear coat so that uh, when you put the the decals down and then you put the next layer of clear coat on, that it's the same uh, surface tension because otherwise it's going to lift the decal completely up and then you're going to get a nice uh, cloudy effect. So, but the problem was is that the... The clear coat that was on there was obviously a little bit orange peeled. And I was like, well, I don't know if that's... The one thing that I read was like, don't worry about it. That's what helps give the uh, the decal even more adhesion, if you will. And that once, right. you, once you put down the next layer of clear coat, that it'll all go away and everything will look clear. Well, in the past, if you wanted to kind of see what clear coat looks like, you just put a little bit of water down and you know that gives you that... And it's amazing what that hides. You float them on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, once the decals dried, there's kind of a cloud effect to them. I mean, just by the very nature of it being a decal, right? Yeah. 
so then I put a little bit of water on top of it, and it, that cloud effect didn't go away. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, dear. What? Yeah, I don't know if this is going to be good or not. I don't know. So, uh, again, we'll see. I'm not... At this point, it's... Let me just throw some clear code on and get to the ridiculously hard task of reapplying the uh, the wire harness. <laughs> oh, yeah, that thing's still off, isn't it? Because it's just, it's playfield only at the moment. Playfield only at the moment, I, and I'm not looking forward to trying to put this thing back on. I cheated and, and left my harness on when I did clear coding on um, Star Race. Uh, That's what my original right. intention was. I was totally mm. going to do that, and then somebody said, you're going to have so many more issues if you leave it on because... All the sanding that you do and all the clear cut, you're going to have to plug every single hole and make sure mm-hmm. that nothing gets down in it. And I just kind of was of the opinion, you know what? Hey, they know what they're doing. They're saying it's take it off. So yeah. I took it off. And I mean, I think I can get everything back to sort of where it belongs. Oh, but, you'll be right. Yeah, but I, I think the part that worries me the most is the uh, copper braid that goes around. Yes, because tacking that, that back on again. Yes, exactly. Using the staple gun and putting that back in place where it needs to go. Um, I have a suspicion that most people just relay their own, <laughs> tack it the, in the place, one. and then solder the 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 wiring harness back where it needs to be. Potentially, you can you can go and buy it, but I think it'll be all right. Like mm, it, you'll probably find out that a lot of this stuff has a lot of wire memory anyhow. So. Oh, well, can... I, I didn't just wad up the wiring harness and throw it in a bin. I put it on no, a piece no. of cardboard and left it flat so that it should maintain most of its most of its memory. Yeah, yeah, so you just slide it off like a pizza, yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but even still, it, it makes me nervous. Uh, that'll be the biggest task at hand. So hopefully this next week, yeah. um, depending on what the weather is, because it's been kind of hot and it's not a good idea to clear coat when it's hot. Um, oh, okay. So good to know. Yeah, if they they basically say that you do the math because I'm not gonna. <laughs> if it's over ninety degrees, bad news. Best to uh, to clear coat and yeah, no higher than like eighty five degrees. So it's one well, of those things. That's probably with proper automotive, like you know, cyanogen, carcinogen clear coat as well. Like I use the super cheap auto stuff in the spray bomb. Right, no, and, I'm using the real stuff. <laughs> yeah, so, it'll it'll kill you if you breathe it in. Yeah, so I've got my respirator and uh, you know a pair of glasses, and I don't have the suit. I didn't bother with the suit. No, just don't breathe it in. Right, you know it, it, it's and, funny because yeah. I watch all these these um, you know car building shows, and yeah. you know they'll show the guys in the paint booth, and it's amazing how sometimes the guys they almost always wear a respirator, but sometimes yeah, yeah. they wear the suit. And sometimes they don't. And I'm just kind of like, so what made you go, I need the suit today? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, like, do I have, do I like this shirt? I don't want to get it covered with paint. <laughs> well, no, I don't think <laughs> they know. care about their clothing because it, it's the fact that getting that stuff on your skin because it's, it's clear coat. How do you get it off? It's not just soap and water going to rub that stuff off. You know? It comes off eventually. Your skin <laughs> sheds. It'll just fall off eventually. <laughs> give it Give it two weeks. Yeah, you just give it two weeks. It'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I did my, my spay booth was outside on two paint cans and uh, <laughs> outside in the garden on two paint cans. That was my Don't spray know why booth. all the plants died, but you know. <laughs> no, no, the, it was, well, the grass was fine. It was just, like I said, this stuff is, 
is a non it doesn't have any um whatever that um, horrible chemical is in it it's free of that chemical okay so you can you can spray it just with a like it's good idea to put some um, respirator on, but you don't need the full-on, you know, rebreather style. My, my absolute respir- favorite when I was first learning to do this, and I was looking up YouTube videos, and I found this guy in New Jersey doing it in his single car garage with the garage door open about two feet only, and that was it. No mask, no eyewear, no protective gear. And he's just spraying the clear coat down. This cloud is rising, oh. and I'm like, dude, what are you dude, doing? You're gonna die. You're gonna die. <laughs> oh man. I don't know. And maybe it's no one of those things where it's like, hey, I'm only doing it this once. It's not gonna kill me, as opposed to if I'm doing it daily. But even still, man, I don't know. All right, it's just nuts. Why risk it? Um, yeah, you don't. You don't do it. You just don't. No. Anyhow. So Good there luck. was. The... <laughs> Are you going to do it this week? Is he, you've, you're going to put the clear on this week? That's going to be my goal. Well, I'm okay. Not, I'm not very good at keeping goals with firepower. <laughs> firepower is a goal destroying machine. It, it yeah, it, uh, it's not really uh, my forte because you know my goal was. Let's see. I think my goal was to have it completely done last summer. <laughs> yeah, it's something like that. Yeah. yeah, I seem to remember you saying, "Yeah, oh yeah, I just need to take the, I'll, I'll just take the playfield off. I mean, the the wire harness off, and then I'll, I'll just go and clear coat this thing, and yeah, and I'll put it back on again. It'll be great." Actually, I think it was two summers ago, because <laughs> right, <actually. laughs> because I was I was injured last year, so uh, that's right. It wouldn't have been last anything. year, so I think it was two summers ago. Yeah, time flies. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Yeek. Um, let's let's move over to. There was a question regarding the uh, Zen Williams pinball and leaderboards, and one, okay. of, one of the uh, one of the users on the forum went ahead and posed the question to Zen. Basically, the question was: When you do a daily challenge and you finish the daily challenge, it'll give you a leaderboard rank. Well, how the heck do you climb leaderboard on a challenge that ends <laughs> as soon as yeah. you get the goal? Um, it comes down to minute points, like a ten points either way, or well, no, you know? I mean, I think what it can come down to is, let's say you're playing the five minute challenge, and you're down hmm. to the final twenty seconds, and you're doing, uh, let's say, attack from Mars. And you have yet you've got the, the the saucer ready to be destroyed with one last hit, and so you go ahead and wait for the countdown to go, and then you fire it off right at the last second, and then boom, get a giant point explosion. Um, yeah, that right. Puts you well over the top. That's I think what the leaderboards would be doing for the survival challenge. That'd be much trickier. Um, because it's not just, it's either get it done within a minute or beat the score, either or, whichever comes first. Yes, yeah. So, Hmm. the question was posed, and and basically there are seven unique leaderboards um, for which basically you have a leaderboard for the basic challenge, for the advanced challenge, for the pro challenge, and for the premium challenge. And then you have a leaderboard for uh, five minute challenge, one ball challenge, and survival challenge. Now the main issue with the challenges are 
Zen went and knocked down the score requirements on everything. Yes. So now you're beating the challenge easier, but all those scores, when it was much tougher, are what is on the leaderboard. Because it takes whatever your best score was, and that's what stays that's right. on the leaderboard. Yes. So uh, there's where the user kind of you know said, hey, Zen, you might want to take a look at this because now the leaderboards are impossible. But I really do question, why would you be chasing challenge leaderboard? That's... That's silly business. Right there. <laughs> that's that's a whole another level of of just I gotta be the top. Um, yeah, that yeah, that's taking it to the extreme. But people do that. Yeah, they so, do. You they know, do. As, as we they found do. out, they take their leaderboards seriously. Very <laughs> seriously, to the point of death threats. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. So yes, we are we are still waiting, and I've put out notice to try and find out. Um, we're still waiting when Volume Five is going to be. Uh, yeah, it's it's yeah, landing. Taking, um, because it's right, taking longer than usual, or maybe it's taking the same amount of time. We're just impatient. I think it's taking right around the same amount of time. But the problem yeah. is, is, well, our problem, not Zen's. Um, Zen is heavily promoting the Star Wars coming to Switch. Oh yeah. And As I think would. that's where all their focus is right now. Um, they're, yes. they're at Comic-Con right now promoting it. Yeah. So... And it's good, to, it's good, too, that there's a lot of these style events coming up, leading up to Star Wars Live on um, Twitch. That, um, not Twitch, on uh, Twitch. <laughs> Rhymes with Twitch. <laughs> we got Twitch on the brain, apparently. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, on the Switch. On, on the Switch. Yes, so it's good that they've got all these avenues to actually go and um, and spruik it, you know, and actually have people in front of it playing it and experiencing it because you can guarantee a lot of the, the people who go to the, you know, comic cons and, you know, all these sort of festivals, you know, like those lovely two ladies that um, were in um, the uh, the video last time that, that we were talking about. Right, Star Wars you Celebration. Know, yeah, Star Wars Celebration. Like, they've never seen it before. It's great that they're actually taking this now in a new portable format to people that they can actually play. You know, as we were talking last episode with the um, the Nintendo Switch Lite coming out, you know, that's that's another avenue for people to actually experience digital pinball now on the go, not well, just and, and on these mobile. Con- these kind of conventions, these comic book movie uh, conventions, I mean, these are your people. Mm, you this, is where you, this is your target market for sure. Like, right? The you're you're not going to go to a gun show and expect to find pinball enthusiasts. No, <laughs> unless you take Big Buck Hunter there. Oh God, why? And then you still won't find any pinball enthusiasts after they play it. <laughs> but yeah. you might find some people willing to take a shotgun to it. Um... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> beyond so beyond that, there's not. Uh... There's not a lot going on. I think Zacharia right. just released another table, uh, another Ooh. remake. Um, unless that already happened, but Pinball Champ, I just saw another tweet, and I was like, wait, did that already come out or not? I don't know. I can't remember, but uh, certainly it's worth popping over to Zacharia and, and checking out, seeing if it's something new. Um, yeah, check it out. So speaking of, of writing, Jared, Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> as I'm in the doldrums of of the uh, 
the entertainment industry that were just starting up TV season, but it takes a while before if you didn't get on the series to, for second unit stuff to work to come in. So I had been looking for ways of, of earning a little side cash. Oh, okay. And I wanted to do it with writing. And so I found this site uh, that basically had me do a whole series of tests to see if I could actually write. Um, oh, okay. And and not only do you write, but follow instruction. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. That well, that's hard. Not many people can actually follow instructions. Right. So, so it was it was a, it's this thing called steady content. And basically, what you do is once you've qualified for for it, uh, they have all these writing assignments posted, and you can go ahead and claim a writing assignment and uh, just give you an idea of of what they pay. It's a basically, if you write 2,000 words, it's 40 bucks. Uh, 1,500 is 35. So, I mean, you do the math mm-hmm. and see where it kind of goes from there. That's a um, lot of words you've got to write to... Like... It can be a lot of words. And mm. what I've realized is... You know all those badly written articles that say next to nothing that you read on the internet? Yeah, you know, just fluff pieces. Guess yeah. what I'm writing? <laughs> fluff pieces. Well, it's you not won't so... believe the ten different things, but the eleventh thing will shock you. No, see, I wish, I wish it was those. I wish <laughs> it was those. No, these are literally, and this really, I found it kind of insulting. It was you need to write a review on this on this product, and I went. Well, how in the heck am I supposed to write a review on something that I haven't touched? Well, every article that they want you to write, they have attached um, <clears throat> other links to other articles that have been written. And basically, by researching those articles, you are then writing your article. Uh, right. So, okay. If I'm going to be reviewing something, I'm reviewing it based off of another person's review. Uh, okay. Which, something tells me that the review that I got linked to probably was also linked to a prior review. <laughs> probably. So you're basically, everyone's reviewing reviews of reviews. Yeah, you're basically playing a, one of those uh, game of telephone. Uh, I think in the end. Wow. So I kind of said, you know what? I'm not going to review something that I haven't personally touched. Fortunately, Touch, yeah. like two of the articles that that came up were products that I do do use daily. And I went, oh, okay, okay, hey, I'm, I'm, at least I can speak with some authority. But the very first article that I had to write, this one was just, it, it was staggering to me. The article was literally, what are the hours that McDonald's is open? And I had to write 2,000 words about this. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> even Did better. This requires an article. <laughs> even better. Now, some of these they give you a full outline, and the outlines are kind of easy because then you can just fill in the blanks, if you will, and and you know what to write, and and that helps your word count. This had no outline whatsoever. It had basically it said what locations are open, what are the typical hours of operation. <laughs> And how can you tell if the McDonald's is open or something like that? I mean, it was like ridiculous. <laughs> yes, I can tell by the look on your face that uh, how does one do this? And they specifically said no fluff. No. 
no fluff in an article like that. So, are you serious? So I then proceed to look up, okay, let's see what these articles are. The first article is, are all McDonald's open 24 hours? And the response was, many are, but a lot aren't. And you kind of got to just check their hours. I'm like, yeah, duh. <laughs> Uh huh. No kidding. <laughs> I mean, it's not rocket science. You you drive by if it has an open window, you know, open sign, it's open. If it doesn't, you know, I don't know. So, but I was like, okay, fine, you know whatever. What it is. What's that? It's it's totally just SEO. Like all you're oh. writing is articles for SEO. What does SEO stand for? Because I see that pop up a lot. Search engine optimization. So that is exactly you're writing it. articles with things like keywords like McDonald's in. McDonald's is a pretty popular thing. Opening hours is also a pretty popular thing. So people will search for McDonald's and opening hours. And depending on the site rank that your site that you're writing articles uh, is for, it'll come up first rather than... And, and that's exactly sh- it because they give me yeah. what... They give me some keywords and those keywords uh-huh. have to appear two to four times every 500 words written. Yep, exactly. Yep. And that's what basically bumps up that article within the search engine optimization results that Google And calls. the problem is, is you have to use those exact keywords in that exact order, and those words don't necessarily work, work in actual in human sentences. sentences. Yes. <laughs> yes. In sentences, yes. So, because computers think differently to humans, and uh-huh. who would have thought? So I wind, up, I wind up going to the McDonald's website, just typing in location, looking for what the hours are, um, and literally writing sentences like, some McDonald's are open 6 to midnight. Others are open 4 to 11. It kind of depends on the area, but more than half of them are open 24 hours a day. So I'm sitting there doing the best I can to to like be serious and put all this stuff in. I get done, and I'm literally like 800 words short. And oh, like, 800. Um, eight, I mean, which is a massive amount. stretching it. And you were stretching it real and I'm like, far. what am I going to do? So I read it off to my wife. She starts laughing. She's like, oh, this is ridiculous. And she goes, she, she said something about, you know, a Big Mac. And, and, and my wife is a commercial machine. Like, you ask her a commercial from the 80s, and she'll be able to sing the jingle. Recall it. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's literally, you know, that thing in, in uh, uh, Inside, Inside Out. Out. Yeah, yes. where it's that memory yeah. nugget. That's yeah. her to a T totally, when, yeah. when it comes to those things. So I said, what's the Big Mac song? She goes, oh, the two special... Uh, two Big or Mac, beef patty, special two, sauce, blah, blah. cheese, pickles, onions, on sesame seed bun. I went, perfect. So I go, let's say you're in the mood for a... <laughs> let's say you two suddenly have a craving for two LP patty specials. I'm like doing McDonald's jingles. And I'm like, tell me every McDonald's jingle that you can think of. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And she's she's rattling them off. She's like, Big Mac, Fish, <laughs> apple pie, you know, or whatever. And so I'm putting this stuff in. And then she starts going, she goes, you need to put in something like, you don't want to miss out on that or you'll uh, or it'll put a grimace on your face. I'm like, oh my god, I have got to put that in. Yeah, yeah. So I'm starting to put in bad puns too. Excellent. I approve of this. This is excellent. I'm like, because it is the stupidest thing. Literally, this whole thing can be summed up in 250 words max. You know. Right, and you know, to get a Big Mac, you don't go and you don't have to go on hamburger or anything. You can just walk up to the counter and get it. 
just <laughs> I, I think I put in a reference to Fry Guys and yeah, just all of that. Um, oh. So and so then I submitted it and it got approved. So now I'm waiting to see if it actually gets posted somewhere. I will then, die laughing. And then someone will write their article based on yours. <laughs> based on mine, right? <laughs> so what I did find out, and this is a problem of mine, uh, and this is why I thought that I'd have no problem doing this, because if anybody has read my posts on Digital Pinball fans, you'll know that I'm kind of wordy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't. I get do... accused of being wordy as well. It's just you know, it's something I do. As yeah, well. I, I don't do well with the quick short answer, and right. so I figured this would be right up my alley and no problem. And like I said, it became a, a an absolute struggle to do that. But I sat there with those eight hundred words. I must have sat there for an hour trying to think of what to do. And when all of a sudden done, I got done with this. I went, wait a second. I don't think this was worth the hourly <laughs> that I'm earning. No way. Uh-uh. <laughs> that I'm earning from this. So then it became a challenge of, okay, if I'm going to do a 2,000-word article that's going to pay me $40, I need to finish it in two hours. That pays you 20 yeah. bucks an hour, which isn't great. But but it's something. But it's something, and it's, you know, it's, that's not bad for writing this kind of, I mean... If you're doing this kind of writing, you're not going to get paid much anyway. No. Um, so it is all about speed. So I literally... Yeah, you got to pump them out. Yeah, I literally made the challenge then on the next one. I was like, okay, let's see how fast we can crank this out. And I did one in two and a half hours and one in two hours. <laughs> it was like, okay, it's possible, but it's not. It's possible. It's not fun, though. It's not creative writing. It's really just almost copy and paste without plagiarizing. So what you what you actually need is you need a plagiarism detector that then remixes the words for you, right? And then and you're good. You basically copy and paste it out of the three or four articles you get sent. You get the the plagiarism um, adjuster to adjust the text for you, and then you submit it. And thirty minutes, job done. I bet there's people out there that have done exactly that. <laughs> oh, you can guarantee it. There's actually platforms out there. There's one called. I think it's called writerly.com, which is Australian-based, and it will actually help you write blog posts about things. Right. Um, and it, it's sort of like a, a blo- sort of like a blog post generator, kind of, but it actually uses it's not just like rubbish words. So you can plug in things you want to talk about into it, and it will help you write words basically. So. <laughs> If you wanted to really go deep into this, you could you could find services out there that basically did this for you, probably for a fraction of your hourly, and it would actually speed things up for you. So anyway, I, I just found it interesting because now I'm reading, whenever I'm on the internet and I'm reading things, I'm like, ah, yeah, this is one of those assignments I can tell because I can it's... tell where your bullet points are and I can tell what your headings uh-huh. are and I, and I can see those keywords popping up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is a writing factory, uh, writing factory SEO piece. Yeah, yeah. Because they all they want is clicks. They want clicks on the site, and they want ad revenue. So what they do is they they heavily index articles, and that brings you to the site, and then they can click you with their ad revenue. Um, you know, it's all about the imprints, baby. Internet is magical. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all yes. right. Well, um, as you can tell, with that story. Again, not a lot of pinball going on this week, but we'll we'll adjust that. Um, 
make sure you follow our socials. And here, I'm going to even do this. Watch this, Jared. So I'm going to go. Oh, where'd my social go? Oh, oh, it became blockade. Ooh, that was impressive. And watch, I can do it to Jared, too. Oh, wait. I got to get rid of his. There it is. Ta-da! So, yeah, follow the blockade. <laughs> and uh, that way you can um, know when we're going live with these kind of things and with all the other videos and any other news that we link. But while you're at it, go ahead and follow Jared at Jared Morgs and myself at Shut Your Traps. Uh, again, Follow on Twitch, blockade underscore pinball. That'll be the channel for that. Go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel too. Yeah, just subscribe to everything and push like on everything, and that'll make us happy. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> Do that. Do that. Um, and beyond that. I'm going to be, yeah, well, as you can see, I I can now uh, do things on my phone, which is what I'm going to then be doing on Twitch, playing some things Mm. on the phone. If you hang around for just a little bit, I'm going to stop this Twitch and then start it back up again. Then you can, you know, see see some some actual pinball being played. So. Very shiny. Very shiny. All right. Uh, With that being said, we will be back again next week talking about stuff. Of which I don't know. Jared, do you know what we'll talk no. about next week? Uh, definitely about stuff and maybe some things. Oh, things. Yeah. Mm. Things are mm. important. Okay, good. So get ready for that. Stuff and things. I think we have a title mm. for next week. Uh, <laughs> we do appreciate you for watching, listening, supporting the show. It's a uh, It warms our hearts. It does. All right. We will talk to you all again next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.